The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low-capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker-dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. It's Jim Cramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action. Good Thursday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. Futures are taking a breather after a three-day rally. Markets bracing for tomorrow's CPI print, although... Overnight, China CPI comes in a touch light. Jobless claims 184,000 is the lowest in 52 years. Our roadmap begins with Apple closing in on a $3 trillion market cap, winning a last-minute reprieve from some App Store changes. Plus, return to home, Jeffries announces it will resume remote work, at least for a little bit, while Lyft is pushing its return to office date out even further. We'll give you the details. And with airlines in focus amidst some ongoing COVID concerns, we're going to sit down with Southwest Airlines Chairman and CEO Gary Kelly, along with incoming CEO Robert Jordan on the heels of the company's Investor Day. Jim, you look forward to that? Yeah, look, I... Southwest has been the weakest. Uh, Southwest, though, does not have the Boeing problem that American has today, where they need the Dreamliners and they have to cut 787. They're going to have to cut uh, the routes uh, by a significant percentage because they can't get the planes because the FAA hasn't been able to well, uh, certify the 787. I bring this up, David, because, you know, Boeing is a key stock that you like to kid me on. But once again, uh, fortunately, because Southwest does not use wide bodies because they're domestic, they're not hurt by that. Mm-hmm. Although they have a considerable relationship with Boeing, which you must talk about. All right. Well, let's talk about Boeing. I'm always happy to talk about Boeing. Well, Boeing still can't get approval. It's, it's a name that you can't want get to own for some reason, despite the fact some that you've been, they negative on it. you've been negative on it for, I think, at least a year and a half, two years. No, that's not. First of all, the child justice is up on it. Second, Dave Calhoun is trying very much to bring about change, but it's not. Carl, there's a thing called the government. Davidson may not be familiar with it. The FAA. The FAA is no longer. Now, David, at a certain point, might have said that FAA is in the pocket of Boeing. Well, let's just say that Boeing isn't even in the pocket of the FAA. FAA has made Boeing's life very difficult, and that's why you see this interesting story in American Air today. I don't think it's the first one. I think that the ripple effect of the 787 not being approved is going to continue. By the way, we're still waiting for China. China actually needs those planes. This is not, they need the 737 MAX to come off the ground. So it's a continual story. I want to hear what Gary has to say because they directly address, uh, they, in their handout, they directly address their, their kind of, their, let's call their ties to Boeing. And whether, well, are they afraid? Is it a good thing? We have to bring this stuff up. Yep. There's a lot going on with the airlines. Of course, some of the restrictions we're seeing around the world regarding Omicron. There's a Democrat uh, bill being introduced that would prohibit some airline fees, Jim. As you mentioned, uh, deliveries uh, at American and the Dreamliner. We'll watch all of that. Tech stocks, though, are going to be one of the stories of the day. As Apple does get this surprise stay, uh, Katie Huberty calls it an upside surprise. It could delay changes for years. Well, the, the actual thing that they lost, they didn't lose. And I, look, I, look, I don't want to make too much of this. I don't want to make too much of it because this stock has just been roaring. And I, this is not uh, 
anything that is going to be additive to the numbers or subtracting the numbers. Uh, right. So, David, uh, Apple is up kind of, I don't know if you saw it, but uh, I, I, how do I, I say this? People are saying it's a safety blanket stock. It has, it's moved, we can show a month because that kind of captures a lot of the move there as you take a look at Morgan Stanley in terms of uh, playing the late cycle transition. But we've mentioned it many times, there it is. I mean, that is an awful lot of market cap. You're talking almost, it went from being a, a, a laggard all year to the S&P, significant yeah. laggard, you know, 10 percentage points, 1,000 basis points, at, at many times, even more, to vastly outperforming the index in a, in a month, Jim. And, and uh-huh. you know, what accounts for that? Well, I think that you've got a couple things. One is, is that we actually now know, other than those, those reports, that the 13 is in great demand. And also, by the way, if they can't fulfill the demand, I don't know why people don't realize that's positive because then it leads to the next quarter. Look at that. Um, chart. The service that, revenue that just numbers, puts it in perspective, I believe, are yeah. going to surprise. Yep. Katie Huberty's introduced this notion in 2022. It's going to be the that they show the AR VR. We don't know what they're going to do with that. Uh, this, remember, this day, I mean, this, this appeal that they won, the, the district court used this California unfair competition law. They couldn't even use the Sherman or Clayton. They had nothing. They, she grasped at straws. Right. That's been struck down. But uh, I don't think anyone took that that seriously. But what major thing, David, here, I think, is there's a reversion to companies with real earnings, real balance sheets that have P.E. multiples of, say, 25, 26 or less. Where are we on uh, on next year's numbers uh, for a multiple now? You know, you could, offhand? You could argue it might be as low as 20. I don't know. I mean, I, look, I'll tell you this. Uh, Katie Huberty is basically making a $200 push here. Right. And right. you're, well, you're talking about if the numbers really come through, I can say 25, mm-hmm. otherwise 30. Now, but again, another like, eight it, bucks and we get to three trillion in market right, value, but, but which I, is I, just a stunning think, number. By the way, when you re- go through their earnings, the numbers themselves, the scale of these companies is staggering. Well, I say it all the time, but the numbers are just you can't even begin to imagine that, the revenue numbers, the cash flow numbers. Well, the that's cash why on do you numbers. care that three people left from the aut- autonomous car unit that people were making a big deal of last night? Or the Doug like, Field left from their their EV efforts to go to phones Ford. Are they going to sell Carl three hundred? I mean, the numbers. They do have to come up with more. ARVR is the big. I don't understand why that isn't just the Omniverse rearing its ugly head again. Yeah. Omniverse, by the way, ever since have you noticed that ever since Facebook became Metaverse, no one talks about Facebook. We were just saying yesterday on Tech Check, they sort of all that hand wringing. I know. Took a back seat. The Even Instagram with thing yesterday. On the hill yeah. Yesterday. I mean, I was trying to figure out what to slam them for. I really didn't have anything. Yeah, nothing. Just took a pass. I mean, remember when you could get up in the morning and just say, you know what? I don't know what to talk about on the nine o'clock. Let me just say what's oh. in the papers well, today. We can talk about it a little more offense this morning. Uh, they're going to launch a crypto payment pilot in the U.S. through the Novi app. Well. You know, everybody. Look, this we, is Meta. We're talking What's about. That? Yeah. yeah. We meta. want anybody to do the the crypto hearings were quizzical. Uh, I still don't feel safe wherever my Ethereum is, trying to find a place to put it. None of the banks want to touch it. Well, the com- I think it's easily whatever coming regulation is. It's going to be very important for crypto. We all know right. that. I think it's that, very unclear you know, it's exactly where that stands free. after it those hearings. Free. It's not hack free. No, I mean they can hack these institutions and get it. Now they can yeah. say the actual coin, since you don't have it, is uh, hack free. But I just care about where you put it. And um, yesterday we talked about how do you get eight percent on your money, and the answer is is that you put it in a crypto bank. Meanwhile, companies, yeah. 
need to have a crypto uh, uh, crypto strategy, but they need to have a meta strategy too. You do more have more a companies meta. are actually meta is about okay, diverse so, industries right. are, are at least thinking. Well, what do we need to do? Right, it's it, kind of like the late '90s with the internet. Remember? No, it's not. Everybody's yes. Everybody suddenly had to put an eye in front of things. Right. Okay. Okay. To show that we're you right. know there are two there are two metaverses, omniverse metaverses. There's the metaverse that's fun. Like, you know, put the glasses on and see Mark Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg and then uh, surfing the, with you. I don't know. Maybe you, that's your thing. No, and then no there's interest. the industrial yes. metaverse. That's the omniverse where you discover corporate waste by having a digital twin of a BMW factory. So you don't have to shut down the product line in order to be able to fix it and cut out the waste. And that's the one that I like. I like an omniverse that saves people's money. This is the Avatar 28 well, language. Now you're, now you're talking Kathy Wood's language, deflationary oh, well. uh, dynamics out of innovations in energy storage, AI, blockchain, robotics. And she talked about whether or not that means we're in a bubble now or not. Take a listen. What I like about this period is many, many people are saying those stocks were in a bubble and they deserve to correct. Uh, That tells me we are nowhere near a bubble. Uh, In fact, quite the opposite has happened. They ran toward them way too soon during the tech and telecom bubble. And here we are ready for prime time. And we've got all this fear, uncertainty and doubt. As a portfolio manager, I actually love that backdrop. I have a conference call today at 12.30. And uh, one of the things that I do is admit, I know, David, this is stopped, a stop trading moment, when I've been wrong. I say I'm wrong. I talk about that in our economy. We have a wall of stocks, and it's one, two of them, I'm going to say I was wrong. I think it helps you when you admit now, you're I wrong. Could easily, I think we've come a long right. way in getting you to acknowledge now, you're could, wrong. I could say everybody is wrong except for me. And even though the stock's going down, that's simply because they're wrong. And they think it's a bubble, but it's not a bubble. They're way too early. I can't do that. I can't do that because I have to look at you two people. And I'm not going to get away with it because you're not going to let me. All right? You're not going to let me. And you shouldn't let me. Was I right on win when I bought some win at 120? That was about one of the most stupid things ever. But did I see see Delta? Did I see Omicron? Did I see President Xi going after Macau? And the answer is, it didn't matter. I should have. And I got it wrong. Okay, now I'm trying to deal with the fact that it might be cheap enough. I see some good numbers, but I love the fact that you, that there's well, you ownership. Can't just say that you're even a long-term the, investor and that these are these no, are short-term cross currents that are impacting the stock, but ultimately you still are a believer. By the way, you have been in Boeing long-term. Well, I'm you continue up on to Boeing, be, but I'm up on Boeing. Okay, that matters. Up, I'm but profitable. Very, but you, but you could have sold two years ago and saved yourself a lot. Like of, yeah, and, I wasn't in it. Wasn't locked in it. I wasn't in it. We bought it at the absolute per- great. Oh, moment. you bought it. What? Bought, okay. bought it at a great moment. But win. I want to talk about win for a second because I believe in win. I believe in Macau. I believe that uh, win is $10 billion. It would cost $13 billion to remake, to actually build it. That's from Matt Maddox, who built it. He had the best single COVID, the, the best COVID work. He brought in Dr. Gottlieb. He had all the real guns. I was wrong where I started buying. Okay. All right, it's so okay to say you were wrong when you bought Zoom all the way down. When you bought DraftKings all the way down, that's okay to say, you know what, I started too early. I was wrong. I was too aggressive. What's the matter with that? And if Kathy Wood were to do that, would that change somehow your Absolutely. view? Absolutely. Absolutely, because it's called accountability. I really and like you that. you don't like the fact that she's not doing that and instead yeah, just saying that. How about, I have, you know, it's also called humility. I mean, when I'm up there in front of these people, and there's 400,000 members of this club, and I have to say, you know what? I really like PayPal right here, but I liked it even more up 50. 
Because I was wrong? What, what am I going to say? Wait, because Dan Shulman was wrong? Because the market's wrong? Dan Shulman be the CEO? No, I was wrong. And that's what the, the club in part is about. Like People at home do, do things that are wrong. Managers don't do anything that's wrong. That's why I meant, look at this. I bought some at 250 thinking it was way down from 320 I felt like a genius. <laughs> you know what I was, David? You were dumb. No, ill-advised. Oh, right. Dumb. Well, I was tracked in the, in the dumb class. They used to call it that. There were four tracks, and I was tracked in the dumb class until seven. You graduated grade. up, I assume. Yeah, yeah I did. You know, but dumb and you are not too worse. No, no, it was dumber. Together. But, uh, yeah, that was ill-advised. No, but I'm, it was ill-advised. ill-advised. And I just think that what you have to do is become human. And as all much right, so as I, I like people, Kathy Wood on Tesla. So, all right. So what you, ARK sure. is down 17%. The main one Which of one them. Sure? ARKK is down, I think, 17% for the well, year. Well, you say, look, I obviously uh, was too what, early in buying stock. What about people and, who own ARK? What do you tell them? You say, look, I, I did my best. And it wasn't No, no, no. Enough. What do you tell them as Jim Cramer in terms of it as a, as a stock? I got asked last night about it. All right. And what I say, do you say? I said I could easily say you could just want to be long term because I like I like some of the stocks, but and you're you're blessed. You're coming in after a lot of the stocks have really been crushed. However, uh, it may take a very long time for these to come back. They come back at all. If they come back at all. I mean, look, I was on the Toll Brothers call the other uh, other day. It was a really fabulous call. And a lot of what's happened is Zoom. They talked about finding Boise. Uh, Well, I mean, look at Zoom. That stock was bought all the way down by her fund. And I think that you're, you're owed an explanation if you're following her and you're in the ETF in the same way that if you remember the club, you're owed an explanation about why I started where I did with PayPal. You're owed that. Well, she did this morning say that they count on multiple contraction in some of these names, not quite down to right. fang-like levels, but that they're going to out-earn that over time. Well, I mean, to bless... DraftKings says if it's going to be Apple, and as much as I like Jason Robbins, to do that, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Zoom didn't even should have done the deal. Didn't do the deal. Some five of the nine others, you're talking about. Yeah. Well, they tried to well, do look the at deal. Some of the others. Five nine shareholders weren't interested in taking that paper given the losses that it already suffered. Done it. They should have paid off. They should have paid off. They should have gone to the balance sheet, bumped. They should have used these companies. Taken debt out. What made a larger cash portion? Done something to get that deal done. Yes, when these companies had bigger, bigger market cap, they should have taken action. Look, I could say that anything's going to go up over time, but that's that's the old way. That's the way that it says that you're showing contempt for the people who are in your club or your investors. It's contempt. You think that you can fool them. Speaking of clubs, uh, in just a few hours, uh, Kramer is going to host a special event for the CNBC Investing Club at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You're going to share your outlook for the new year. Absolutely, and I I remain bullish, but not for the kinds of stocks that we were just talking about. Uh, By the way, you can always, of course, become a member and go to the uh, cnbc.com slash investing club. The link to attend will be sent to you in Jim's newsletter. We're looking forward to that. Yep. And uh, I do my morning, what I'm looking at. Yeah, yeah. first big event uh, for club members. Take Thank a look you. at futures. A lot of stocks to get to, including uh, GME, CVS, restoration hardware, rent. More Squawk in the Street from the NYSE is straight ahead. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create like Olu Shei, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. 
so millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. The New England Journal of Medicine highlighting studies out of Israel regarding people over age 50 who received a Pfizer-BioNTech booster shot. Participants who received a booster at least five months after a second dose of the Pfizer vaccine had 90% lower mortality due to COVID-19 than participants who did not receive a booster. Studies took place prior to the onset of the Omicron variant. Meanwhile, guys, uh, more studies. This one's out of Japan now saying that uh, Omicron may be four times as transmissible as Delta? Yeah, the Japan study was worrisome, uh, but I keep coming back to what we heard from uh, from Borla, from Pfizer. There, look, there's a timeline here that's that's very clouded. I, I think Eric Topol, who's my favorite follow, uh, talk, calls this the Israeli study a striking reduction in death. Now, from the beginning, we've had two things that we have to have. We have to clear out. We can't have the hospitals crowded, mm-hmm. right? And we can't have a bad death rate. If we can possibly make it so that it's not a but fatal when illness. when people start to focus on that as opposed to the now, overall top top line, as we like to say here. Top line. Number. What, no, I'm gross, serious. The gross margin of death? What do you no, mean? Because really? at some point, hospitalizations hopefully will be well below case numbers. Well, In terms okay. of percentages, they will change dramatically because most people are vaccinated and therefore they're not getting sick. And yet you're still having reactions to, uh, it, you know, lift, putting off until, what, 2023, return to work. Well, it, um, how many people have We got you know, a lot of focus yesterday on Jefferies, which has had a great year, by the way, in the stock market and as a, as a company just saying, you know what, let's shut it down for a little bit because case numbers are rising in London and New York. And so they're shutting it down for, you know, a week and a half oh, or whatever it might put be. put in plan B, which is, London's in trouble again. Right. Um, you know, that, right, that story got a lot of, a lot of focus yesterday. It's not that big. Jeffries, the, the Jeffries was never the man, firm that mandated but, but people the, coming back to the office in the first place, but they have been pretty aggressive and having parties and being a, doing events and things like that. And, the, you know, the case numbers are rising. And By yet, the way, London, don't forget, 4,500 people at that firm. They've got them around the world, but London also has been bad. Yeah, London's been bad. Uh, and... Um, so they, you know, you but say, hey, don't come, you know, don't come to the but, office for a couple but of weeks. But let's not be named. This, this New England Journal of Medicine story yeah. was, was, I felt, very reassuring. If yes. you've gotten three shots, now again, Moderna and Pfizer did not know that it was that you needed three shots. They came up with this term booster. Yeah. But it was a three-shot regimen, and right. I wish, I hope that people don't say, you know what? They told me it was okay at one. Now they tell me it's okay at two. Now it's three. I mean, do I have to do four? You know what? I'm not going to get vaccinated, which would be. 
ill-advised given this study. Well, right? that's the trend's not going that way. We, no. Yeah, this week we did more shots administered than we have since May. I think that we managed to make people more concerned. By the way, I like that part of the memo what? from uh, Jeffries. Uh, when it came to comp, we're not going to have any games or drawn-out drama like many of our competitors seem to enjoy. We're just going to tell you what you're getting paid. You can have peace of mind as the, year of the, uh, the end of the year comes, and that's it. But doesn't that come from the fact that they have a strong hand at the top and yes. everybody respects and has yes. built the company and has authority? Yes. We're talking about Richard Handler. Yes. Agreed. And Richard Handler, uh, I've known Richard Handler from when he was seven. Well, his father was your accountant. Yes, and he had stayed in a cat, a cod there with his dad. His dad yeah. was a great guy. We're going to talk more about uh, city uh, trading guidance, trading revenue guidance yesterday and what CPI may do to the financials, as well the future for Southwest Airlines amid the pandemic. Uh, the chairman and CEO, Gary Kelly, is going to join us along with the carrier's incoming CEO, Robert Jordan. Take a look at the uh, pre-market here. We're close to two-week highs, and the S&P not far from its November 18th record close. Don't go away. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. It's been a solid week for the stock market so far. Uh, you've had the VIX come down to 20, uh, oils close to 72 once again, but we're going to take a breather, at least at the open. Dow futures imply a drop of about 117 points in about five minutes. Don't go away. All right. Got a big IPO here, uh, that Brazilian company knew, but I uh, want to get to a mad dash. We've got about three minutes before we get started with trading. Um, the original meme. Yeah, I like to use sometimes with you because I know you're a literary person. Uh, remember the play about Godot? Yes. Well, you can say the same thing about GameStop. We're continuing to wait. Now, the quarter, nothing to write home about, frankly. Uh, it's just okay. The whole thing is just okay. Uh, it's not a big cap stock. I can see you could argue, well, maybe they have something. They're doing some new supply arrangements. They've got, they, and they broaden that. I want to give them that. But David, the the, the quizzical thing when you when you check the headlines is item number five in the other information, which was the subpoena they received on August 25th, after first complying with the SEC on May 26th for a voluntary production of documents and information concerning SEC investigation about the trading activity in the securities. Now, I think what's most quizzical is, even though the, the subpoena was arrived August 25th, and of course they say they're cooperating, which is what people do, they um, mentioned that it's, they don't have, the, they're not finished yet. Right. They're still in the process. And they also point out, uh, we don't expect it to adversely impact us. Now, that's legally, I mean, maybe people think that they're just supplying data, it has nothing to do with them, but 
it's it's a leap of leap forward to be able to say SEC. Here's something the SEC doesn't like mm-hmm. when you tell them that your inquiry doesn't impact us. Well, no. oftentimes it doesn't financially impact. The right, company. but I just think that this was this all was happening. This was the disclosure of it. Yep. I would have liked to know more. Now, yep. all that said, GameStop is we're trying to figure out what GameStop's going to be. Right, but which is people, why you use the illusion of waiting for Godot, right, basically waiting for know. Ryan Cohen. But you know what? It's been a what? long time. It's still a $13 billion market value. Well, they when paid any them. number of analysts who follow the company would say it's worth ooh, a whole lot less. Right. They, and they do mention continually as a risk that there could be insider selling. And if you notice when AMC, that's, that's not new. But you notice when AMC peaked, it was when the Aaron family, Adam Aaron CEO, sold stock. Uh, GameStop's beloved. So the question is, can the ball stay in the air uh, uh, until something happens? By the way, Adam Aaron with an amazing tweet. I don't know if you saw. He, he mentioned that this year, AMC stock had the seventh highest number of Google searches in the United States. Well, he, he's mad, he said no to NFTs. But now, I've known Adam for a while. Adam is a showman. Remember, he went from 80% institutional ownership of his stock to 20%. And he enjoys his shareholders. David, it's a new thing to embrace your shareholders at a level where you feel, you know, this is not Warren Buffett. I've never really confused Berkshire Hathaway with AMC, but the people who own it have. Uh, speaking of Berkshire, uh, here at the opening bell, CNBC Real-Time Exchange on the big board. It is Brazilian-based bank, new bank, celebrating its IPO. At the NASDAQ, celebrating an IPO as well. HashiCorp, a developer of cloud infrastructure automation software. We'll talk to the CEO on TechCheck. Of course, Brazil, of course, uh, did hike some rates, Jim. And yeah. everybody's waiting to see what CPI is going to bring us in the morning. I, I know. I, yeah, that's going to be... The estimates have been way off. And a lot of it, remember, a used cars, very, very important. Now, oil and gas, very important. Natural gas come down a lot. Oil's come down some. So it may not be as horrible. You think maybe consensus is too high? Right. Consensus is too high. If that happens, then what? What happens? Then again. I mean, then this this rally uh, that has now seemed to have been kind of terminated gets at us another down day. I do want to report that these fellows and ladies who are all screaming, it is an interesting bank, a digital bank in Brazil. Remember, you have Latin America still growing like a week. And so there is some excitement involving this. It's actually based on history of could this be the next Bacardi or Libra? Yeah, although the Brazilian economy is not growing particularly well. No, no. going in the wrong direction. No, that has not, uh, not been a start before. But a digital bank but, is something that maybe its time has come there. Look, I'm not urging in my club for people to run down and start buying Latin American, but I do think that Warren Buffett bought it and he would have vetted it before he bought it. Presumably. Yes, presumably right? that would have been the case. You see CVS today? I was just going to mention CVS. I uh, got some new guidance. Uh, they see adjusted EPS for next year, 810 to 830. Streets at 824. $10 billion buyback, Jim, on the heels of Raytheon, $6 billion this week. I got to hand it to them. Uh, Karen Lynch come in. Uh, you know, Mer- it turned out that Larry Merlot was a wine before his time <laughs> because a lot of the things that he put in did work. And the thing that we've always wanted to see, endlessly wanted to see, was a buyback. Remember, they bought all of that. They bought the giant deal and they wrecked their balance sheet. And people said they'll never come back. Well, that turned out to be wrong. Now, it did take a bit of a pandemic to really get it rolling there. But Lisa Gill, I want to hand it to Lisa Gill, who's the fabulous healthcare analyst at J.P. Morgan. At 56, I called her and I said, talk me off the ledge. 
CVS. She said, no, I'm out there on the ledge with you. I'll tell you An honest thing. analyst who got it right. Carl, I did think it was interesting yesterday in the 10 when we talked to Adam Parker, and he said, based on since the financial crisis, the data shows no discernible impact on stock prices from buybacks. Um, when you raise the buyback issue, it's something people should at least start to think about a bit more. It's a go-to for so many companies, but does it really over time actually improve performance had, of the shares. Earlier this week, we had AutoZone. They bought, they bought back about half their stock. You see that? I, well, think, you know, I don't see how it does. It's, it's not immaterial to EPS. No, it's it's the, not immaterial I mean, to if, EPS. If you buy, but at the same time, he pointed. He said that their data shows that it actually has not been material to moving the stock prices higher over a long period of time. It, it certainly, and we all know companies that have bought stock back at, right. yeah, let's say, it does raise the PE of the stock market. The Federal Reserve put out data about how much, when you buy back a lot of stock, we shrink the, shrink the whole float of the market. It's very positive. You know, Jim, you mentioned CVS. Uh, they are one of several retailers uh, asking Congress to take action on anonymous online sellers, along with uh, Best Buy, Home Depot, AutoZone, because of this organized theft uh, operations that go in, steal a bunch of goods, easily sell them online. It is a very discouraging moment when it comes to just, uh, we call it shrinkage, but I think that that can't be used right now. It's not strange. Well, it's, it's always just, been it's stealing. Theft. It's always been stealing. Right. But, but, but yes, the industry the comes up with its own words, and shrinkage has always been one of the one of the stranger yeah. ones to talk about theft. Uh, but now it's really gotten to a you know much a more uh, difficult. I, I know spot many for some of these including myself. But I know many people have just seen out now theft at a store. It's like, oh, I don't take this. Uh, some of the very yeah. nice uh, police and guards I speak to out here yeah. say that this. Uh, there's a Walgreens out here that is kind of, um, they don't know what to do. Right. They don't know what to do with them. No one knows what to do. I mean, in California, it has to be $1,000. Locking up the ice What do we cream. do? How'd really you know that? Did you hear that? I told you. I go to the CVS across the street to get an ice cream sandwich, and it's oh. locked up. Yeah. Try getting oh, no, 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 bar no. soap. Good luck. You right. know. Well, I know. I mean, yeah, look, there's time. I mean, even you know, when I, it's chewing gum, it's I'm like, It was like, that's it. It's good for me because then I'm well, not eating my ice cream sandwich. But you need someone who is, when you ring the buzzer, yeah, that somebody when comes. the person comes. Yeah, no. And that's right. that's no mean feat because people um, won't work. People don't want these jobs. Now, remember, Starbucks, we find out whether they want the Starbucks barista job in Buffalo, three of the Buffalo stores today. Um, guys, I wanted to talk about cable and telecom. We talked a bit about oh, it yesterday. Oh, Jesus, we've been upbeat the whole show. Now you got to bring Look that you. up. Your whole posture just went... It's a Faber report. I haven't done one of those in ages. Are you doing Johnny Gilbert? Are you doing Altice? Are you doing Yes, today? I'm doing all of it. Uh, Morgan Stanley uh, downgrades some things and talks about new entrants. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we also have had this week lower mm-hmm. guidance from Altice, oh, from good. our parent company Comcast, in no, terms no. of broadband net additions. In fact, Altice actually now seen as negative, in other words, losing. Comcast still gaining, but not as many has had been anticipated. I talked yesterday, and they, they referenced sort of a change in moving patterns. And then I recalled that I actually sat down with Tom Rutledge, the CEO of Charter, only a few weeks ago. And he tried to explain what's going on, despite the fact that Charter, by the way, is at a three and a half million broadband subs. Take a listen. People aren't moving. Uh, we have the lowest churn, including move churn, that we've ever had in our history. So the pandemic effects in the economy are still real. And, uh, you know, we're growing nicely, but it's a smaller activity marketplace at the moment. So uh, we're comfortable that our long run trajectory will remain on track. Um, but there are anomalies in the way people are moving about and the way the marketplace is working right now. And uh, 
Our growth is good. It's just not as fast as it's been. That explains a lot. That was on November 18th. But take a look at Morgan Stanley, because as well, there is also this concern about so-called overbuilders, if you recall, those who come into an existing market, but because things are cheaper now, choose to provide broadband services. And they say, listen, small but incremental gains by new entrants and fixed wireless, that risk creating additional concern over competitive intensity and the durability of pricing power. In addition, the increasingly attractive returns available from broadband have likewise increased the attractiveness of investing in competitive fiber builds. That's something that I asked John Malone. Yeah, he's a guy who knows a little, a little bit about uh, cable about a couple of weeks ago as well when we did an interview. Take a listen. You could well be in a situation where the incumbent is forced to expend uh, capital that it otherwise wouldn't or does it early in order to repel uh, a competitive uh, overbuilder. Uh, the whole, the long experience of overbuilders in our cable industry was quite negative. The ultimate returns were very poor. Uh, okay, all good to know. Meanwhile, the stocks are all down. Comcast down 7.5% for the year. Charter down almost 5% for the year. And by the way, then we move on to the big telecom names, which really versus an S&P that's up 25%, this is very significant in terms of what's happened this year. I would note a Moffitt Nathanson note from uh, earlier in the week about pricing in the wireless industry. And by the way, pricing pressure is also coming from Comcast and Charter Spectrum Unit as they move forward with their wireless offerings at very competitive prices. Here's the note. Wireless industry has always been ruthlessly competitive. Its combination of high fixed and low variable costs with instantly expiring capacity is the perfect recipe for price wars. But they go on to say, uh, at uh, the moment, differentiation is at a trough that makes price competition significantly worse. Everyone has the same handsets. 4G networks are largely viewed as interchangeable. Uh, and 5G is still too new, and its application is still too distant to shape brand choice. What's left? Price, price, and price. Jim, I mean, these charts, well, you just see it right there. I mean, Altice has been a disaster this year, but Ugh. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, Charter, Comcast, not places to be, and we've outlined we've why. We've always believed that profitable cash flow would be enough. Turned out to be not enough. We always believed that Verizon and ATT would save you with their dividend. Well, ATT, obviously, no. Uh, Verizon just doesn't have the growth that we once expected. And then T-Mobile has great growth and still no one seems to care. Yeah, I mean, Moffitt Nathanson loves T-Mobile in terms sure. of their pricing power, in terms of their uh, network. But they're in there right now in the mix, and, and uh, nobody is benefiting at this moment. It will be interesting to see, Carl, as we move into 2022 whether the narrative around these stocks changes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's been it's a tough, good. tough year. Um, RH, really quick, uh, back to the 200-day this morning, Jim. 70, 703 beats by 40 cents, revenue ahead, and they uh, raised some guidance. Love the quarter. Uh, just to quote Gary Friedman, the, the fantastic CEO, this is the time to be defined by our vision, not by a virus. As we move forward past the dark days of the pandemic, let this be a time where we once again rise up, a time we expand and shine, a time we reimagine and reinvent ourselves once again. RH. Wow. And everything he said in this is true. You know, they don't use any social media, but because people like their, their places so much, they are a leader in Instagram. People post them. Everything he says about the excitement and, and of course, the upcoming British, the British state, by the renowned architect uh, Soames, S-O-M-A-M-E-S, 
that's coming. It's going to be amazing. It has to be the latest the rainy, rainy huh. season in the UK. What? But I love what it. What are I you love talking it. about? They're building galleries, including one uh, in a manor in, in the UK. Oh, that will become okay. a destination. There's going to be like Buckingham Palace and RH. And I'm going to the ladder. I saw the first one. It's okay. The guys with the big back hats. Done. Yeah, whether Got you it. like it or not. Uh, speaking of social media, Twitter is leading the uh, S&P this morning. Oh, Kathy Wood. On Kathy Wood's comments this morning about NFT. Maybe we can get to that. Still to come, though, Southwest outlining its game plan for growth amid the pandemic. Gary Kelly and Robert Jordan are going to join us on the other side of this break. First, though, I'll look at the bond report as we await CPI tomorrow. As we said, jobless claims 184,000 is the lowest since September 6th, 1969. S&P back to 4692. Some of the laggards you heard David talk about Charter a few moments ago on that downgrade. Similarly, a downgrade from Jeffries on Southwest down to hold. We're going to talk about uh, the business, obviously, with Gary Kelly and Robert Jordan of Southwest in just a moment. So don't go anywhere. Dow's down 115 here, um, obviously taking a breather from the past three days of uh, gains. Uh, stocks near uh, two-week highs, and the S&P uh, awfully close to the November 18th record close. You know, David, it was 4701 when we first heard the word Omicron, and we actually got back to it uh, just about yesterday. Yeah, uh, and, you know, what's been notable, of course, as well about this last week and a half of trading or so, Carl, has been Apple, which I continue to watch and we continue to watch as it gets closer and closer to $2.9 trillion uh, in um, in market value at this point, up yet again. I thought that outperformance versus the S&P over the last month is really amazing. 15% gain on the S&P as it sort of far surpasses the performance of the broader market over this last uh, month. Yeah, and Katie Huberty this morning and Morgan Stanley commenting not just on the surprise stay regarding uh, the App Store, but in an environment in which Huberty is not a big fan of hardware, uh, names it a top pick uh, for 2022. By the way, the magic number in terms of price, if you're watching, you know this, David, 182.86. 182.86 would get you to $3 trillion in market cap. As you've always said, some of these numbers are difficult to get your head around now. They really are. I say this over and over again, but the scale of these businesses, and obviously when you talk about an Apple, you are talking, and, and an Alphabet, and a Facebook slash Meta, uh, and an Amazon. You're talking about global scale, the likes of which really we've rarely, if ever, seen, Carl, and it is reflected in those numbers, not just market cap, but obviously the, the underlying metrics that bring that market cap to bear. Let's get to Jim, outside. Thank you right, so good. much, Carl. This is a pure joy to have both you gentlemen here. I've got Gary Kelly, who, of course, is the chairman and CEO of Southwest Air. And then incoming uh, CEO, and this is very important because you're not going anywhere making that first point, uh, Robert Jordan. Bob, great to have you. Gary, terrific. Uh, Gary, I've been searching about your legacy because it's been such a great one. And I think we got to start with the fact that there was a time when almost every airline looked like it was going to go under. A lot of them asked for a bailout. What did you do? Well, we were as prepared as we could possibly be coming into 2020. And, um, you know, I, we could have fought our way through it, but it would have been really, really difficult. All you have to do is look north to Canada and see all the struggles that the airlines are having there. So we were able to preserve jobs, no layoffs, no furloughs. It was a very scary time, but uh, you just got to believe. You know, we talked about that, that before, and we've got a 50-year legacy and a very strong foundation that we're built on. and. Uh, 
you know, our people found a way. So uh, in the end, I'm very grateful for the federal government payroll support. And, um, you know, we're in a very strong position now and looking ahead. Yep, and I, I mean, think our last losing quarter is behind us. Right. We're going to be right. profitable. But you did not lose. Your cash position is extraordinarily strong. And you traced out yesterday, Bob, a, a plan of expansion that I think is not being recognized enough on Wall Street because you're, you're talking about pure growth. Oh, we've got we've got multiple things. We've got, we've got the network itself to restore. So we'll add frequency and depth to the current network that we had to trim during COVID. And actually, yesterday, we, we laid out a tremendous list of new revenue initiatives. Right. We've got this uh, great new agreement with Chase. We've got a, uh, a new fair product that we're launching. So there's a lot of opportunity on the, on the, uh, on the revenue side. And we've got costs that we're going to ring out, too, as we continue to grow. The main thing, though, is to restore the network. We need to get frequency and depth back into the network. Well, but also, you mentioned something in your preamble, which I want to focus on because it was somewhat disturbing. You talked about the need, number one, to reinvigorate your winning culture. Well, that would imply to me that you don't feel you had as much winning culture in the last few years. Oh, no. The, 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 to me, the foundation of Southwest Airlines is our people. We hire people that are humble. They love to have fun. But above all, they love to serve each other and serve our customers. But it's been a tough 19 months, right? right? I mean, it's And there's been, been some issues. Not everybody is as happy as I'm used to at Southwest oh, no. when it comes to the employees, correct? Oh, it's, I, I travel a lot, and our, we have terrific employees. But the, the 19 or 20 months have been, all, have been t- hard for them. COVID has been tough. The operation has been tough on occasion. So we just want to love on them, invest in them, and, uh, but they're terrific. We have the best people in the industry, bar none. Now, Gary, how's business? Because we know that corporate business has always been a big part of Southwest. That's not coming back as of yet. But it looks like people are traveling. And you once said on our show that they didn't have anywhere to go, so they're not traveling. But things are open. Is it getting yeah. better? Well, I just witnessed uh, New York City. It's just uh, such a pleasure to be here and, and so exciting to see you know, how vibrant it is once again. So yeah, people are traveling. And I would say right now that the demand is much stronger than the supply of seats uh, that we can offer as an industry. So. That's even without business travel having recovered. We're still down, what, Bob, 50%. Uh, And, you know, we might be pretty well recovered by the end of next year or the following year at Southwest because we have some unique, you know, company-specific business initiatives. But uh, we're going to plan, assuming a very modest recovery there. And right now, we're very well positioned to serve consumers, and they're filling our airplanes up. So we're very, very excited about that. Excellent. Bob, I got some fighting words for you. Jeffries today downgrades your stock. I'm not used to seeing that, frankly. No longer the low-cost carrier? I mean, come on. That's all. That's one of the reasons why I've always felt that LUV is worth buying. <laughs> LUV is worth buying. We've got, like everybody, we've got costs that have come into the system through COVID. Uh, you, you, you're just not as efficient as you've been historically, anybody. We've we're flying, we're underflying our aircraft as an example. We're working on staffing. And so we've got costs, uh, as you compare to 2019, you've got just general inflation that is in the system. Yes. But we've got costs that we're going to ring out as we grow. I, it's just, it's, it's almost uh, to, in, in totality a product of the fact that we're underflying our aircraft. And as we add back flying to the network, we'll, we'll grow back into our, in, into the size of the company. But I, I have no doubt that we'll get our costs back to our 2019 levels of efficiency, no doubt. No, I think what people are missing there, Jim, is the fact that the whole world is struggling to hire. Right. And right. so we are competing for talent. 
uh, and there's a cost associated with that. But like Bob said, we will get back to our historic efficiency and then some because we have a number of initiatives planned that will actually improve our productivity going forward. So I'm very bullish about our ability to maintain our low cost position. Deviate from where I was going is I want to talk about Boeing, but military, aircraft personnel. Are you able to maybe bring in some people you wouldn't otherwise who served in the Air Force and really would be terrific as pilots? Oh, we have uh, plenty of access to, to new pilots, and uh, I think in Southwest, of course, is a great career. It's a great company, and there's a great uh, opportunity to look forward to. So we're a pilot's airline, so I'm not concerned about hiring in that space. I think it's really a lot of the frontline positions we're, we're competing right. with other sectors right. uh, is where we're seeing the most struggle. And that will smooth out over time, but uh, in the meantime, um, it's definitely a struggle for us as well. I do want to go back to Boeing. We had some disturbing news this morning. Dreamliner looks like delay is causing Americans some problems. They're going to have to cut back some of the routes in the summer. Now, you go over the Boeing order book. You seem to be, after a period where I felt that it was a little tense, you seem to be banking on Boeing. How can you do that given some of the missteps of Boeing? You know, Bo Boeing is a terrific partner, and, and the Boeing uh, product is terrific. The, the, the 737 MAX, the MAX 8, the MAX 7 are just uh, terrific aircraft for us. They're very fuel efficient, uh, uh, terrific cost profile, and our deal with Boeing is, is, uh, is terrific as well. We're going to take 114 aircraft next year in all likelihood from Boeing. We may, we may retire 28 or so, but our, our, our future counts on Boeing delivering aircraft, and I am very comfortable with that. Uh, there is a, a great focus on ESG. Uh, these days, yes, I think it's a good. I think we all agree it's good. I know you. I know your culture. Uh, very close to Chevron. Chevron's talking about this renewable fuel. Pie in the sky, something we can hope for, Gary. Well, I mean, there's an array of things that we're going to need to have happen to be carbon neutral by uh, 2050, and so sustainable aviation fuels is an obvious one, and that that exists today. The engines can do the blended, you know, 50% jet fuel, 50%. Uh, sustainable aviation fuel. So, uh, no, it's not pie in the sky. I, I think it's very important. Now, one of the things that Southwest has done uh, specifically is we've, uh, we, we've made a grant to Yale University to invest in natural carbon capture and sequestration, which would be a very low cost way of offsetting emissions that we have. So there's uh, two examples. Plus, you were talking about Boeing. Boeing's doing a great job for us. The MAX is a great airplane. It's 15% more fuel efficient. It's 40% quieter. And so it's a major component of our strategy going forward as well. But uh, it's important, um, and it's something that we're very, very committed to. Okay. And the, the other thing that I love, too, sure. you know, where you've got folks out there committing to uh, carbon neutral by 2050, which is a long ways away. We've got a very tangible plan between now and 2030. More than Delta, which tells me that they're far ahead? Well, it's a long ways away, but we've got a very tangible, specific plan uh, through 2030 to grow the airline completely carbon neutral to 2019, which I just love. It's a very specific commitment, and we're going to do it. Okay. Now, we have to talk COVID, uh, Omicron. When you hear something, it's Thanksgiving. Okay, go back. It's Thanksgiving. You suddenly uh, hear on the news that there's a new strain. Uh, do you start thinking... Uh, more masks longer? Do you start thinking uh, people aren't going to travel as much? What is an airline, which is so impacted immediately, because you know your stock's going to be right, down that right. Friday. What do you do? Well, we're always planning, and we've been through a number of waves now, and the uh, every successive wave 
while intense, has been less than the wave prior in terms of impact on business. It's early on Omicron, but so far there, we've seen no impact on our bookings, no impact on our revenues, nothing yet. It doesn't mean that there won't be an impact, but we always plan and we always react. You've seen us modify the schedules and trim as we need to, uh, to do, and we'll do that, but so far there's no impact on the business. All right, that's but as important. far as our outlook for next year, we're going to have to be cautious, and we okay. just have to assume that there'll be some penalty from continuing waves, and even with that, uh, our plan calls for profits every quarter of next year. Now, you're going back to some routes that I, I didn't know before. You're going back to Havana. Yeah. Now, why? Because it's a great market. There's and, traffic. Uh, yeah, there's especially. Tell me about it. That's, what, that's a true. Well, we've been flying Tampa to Havana, so we're adding back Fort okay, Lauderdale right. to Tampa or to uh, uh, Havana. But uh, very strong demand in those markets. We have a very large Cuban-American population so um, uh, in Florida that that uh, enjoys that service. So it's a great market, and we're glad to be serving it. All right, so, Bob, uh, you have big shoes to fill. What are I, the... I've heard that many times, All by right, the way. All right, so it's cliche. <laughs> we'll go into something else. No, but the, <laughs> the, 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 there's a legacy here. It, it's is. not like you've had a half a dozen CEOs over a period of 10 years. I mean, this is, it, it, it's a big mantle. Uh, I know that uh, the company has to grow, continue, right. but uh, we know you as, as profitable growth we also know you as low cost, it, but we're in an era where that seems like it, it just can't happen. But you keep assuring us it can. It, it's a, we, we're just in this period, especially in, in uh, into 22 even, where it's just really choppy. Right. It's gonna be a transition year, it's gonna be a rebuilding year. But again, back to our investor day yesterday, we laid out a tremendous list of revenue initiatives that are gonna provide a ton of value, up to tw uh, up to 1.5 billion in EBIT in 2023. Well, the cost issues it, uh, again. It's back to we're just not as efficient in terms of how we're running the airline with the issues, and we'll ring those costs out. I'm convinced. Of I'm that. counting on you. I think you're going to do. A it. lot of people are I counting really, on well, you. Well, well, we should because it's Southwest Air. It's not just any airline. I want to thank Bob Jordan, incoming CEO Gary Kelly, who will be on the call. But it will be your last call, but you're not going anywhere. Gentlemen, thank you so much for coming down to New York Stock Exchange and seeing us on Squawk on the Street. Jim, thanks Ca for having us. Call back to you. Thanks, okay, Jim. Jim. Thank you so much. We'll see you at 1230 Eastern Time uh, for your special Investing Club event. I make sure you join Jim for that. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older like a family vacation or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools.